All right, welcome to Westworld, season three, episode two, the Winter World, the War World, the War. It's yeah. Why didn't they call this one the War World? It's not much winter going on. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's actually not called the Winter World. It's called the Winter Line. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, well. But I was like, what's the Winter Line? Um, here we go. Here, you can have audibles right there in the podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just right. watched episode two, season okay. three, The Winter Line, which apparently was um, a series of German and Italian military fortifications in Italy during World War II, something, something. Um, so, you know, referencing the fact that this was set in Italy. So last week I called it uh, Nazi-occupied France world, but now it's uh, actually Italy world, I guess, or Italy in World War II world. Which makes more sense. I mean, just from the, even from the preview, it looked pretty warm. It looked like more of like a South Mediterranean type climate. Yeah, I did look. Well, I didn't get a great look at it in the first episode because they only show it for like a second or, or a moment or so. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, okay. So, first off, this was a better episode, I think, of the show than the first episode was. Um, I think the fact that that the show is called Westworld. I think we have a certain expectation now that the show is going to sort of exist in this world. So for the first episode to be this like outside world one with in the Aaron Paul, I don't know. I think if you could have found a way to reverse these two episodes, um, you should have probably done that. I think that this, um, I think that the Dolores and Aaron Paul episode would have worked better as a, as a follow-up to the premiere. If this had been the premiere, um, I guess they needed to do it the other way around because they needed to set up a couple things. One was this Sirach guy, this uh, co-creator of the AI. So we needed to sort of set that up in the first episode. I guess we had to set up sort of what Dolores was up to. And also there was this like, I guess Bernard's story was continuing. So if you had done that the other way around, maybe that wouldn't have worked as cleanly. Mostly that reveal that Maeve was in a construct. She wasn't actually operating as a host that's what we're sort of led to believe early on and that um mave and what's his name hector is that his is that his host name i believe uh, so. that they were like sort of like captured and put back into the system and then we meet uh well we see we we we, we see tom sizemore again as mave is trying to kind of do the same thing she did in season one which is kind of overcome the system but there's a you know a couple clues here that maybe things aren't right. The fact that these those two tech guys that followed her around for most of season two uh, didn't recognize her, and there's a couple other things that you know things were looking a little fishy. Um, but yeah, like I thought that this was good. I thought that the whole like simulation idea was interesting, um, and bringing back that time Tom Sizemore character was interesting, even though he was just a a construct version of himself and ashley stubbs uh yeah hemsworth he's a host he's a host well they hinted very strongly at this at the end of season two like when because he helps dolores in the tessa thompson body escape right i don't know if he helps her as much as he kind of looks at her and goes i know i know what you are he kind of like he looks at her and he goes and he kind of gives her a little like a 
Yeah, I'm I'm like you. It's all through looks. There's no words, right? Like, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's completely like subtext, and and they can't they come right into it. Like so, Bernard makes it to Westworld. He finds the old um, Anthony Hopkins house. He goes to the secret lab, and then he ends up with um, he finds Ashley Stubbs in the room of all of the hosts, and he's apparently committed suicide. But Bernard's presence, I guess awakens him because he kind of botched the job so i didn't think that hosts could kill themselves in this way like by shooting themselves in the head because Maeve shoots herself in the head in this very same episode uh you know even though it's not real it, it, it's led to believe that you know like their their little pearl is kind of protected by like this shield so they can they can withstand bullets and stuff going through their skulls and whatever um but i so bernard says something to him like oh you were trying to explode the charge in your neck so i guess maybe there's some there's a battery pack or something maybe there um yeah, maybe i don't know trying to like decapitate himself um but why not just decapitate yourself then like yeah well okay and so 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 they come right out so there's no i guess that they feel like the reveal was sort of at the end of season two so they just kind of drop it here okay yep he is a host and his mission the whole time was working for anthony hopkins uh right. robert ford uh robert ford my job was to protect you at all costs. Like I, that was always my prime directive. And once you were out of Westworld, I had nothing left to do. Um, I don't know. I have to go back and watch the first two seasons to see if that tracks really. Um, you know, you I don't retcon a little bit. I think so because I, I didn't see like that much of overt intention ever from the Ashley Stubbs character. He he never came across as anything but a human to me until that like that final scene where he kind of lets Tessa Thompson uh, the the Charlotte Hale version of Abernathy of Dolores go by. So that was I like, always oh. thought he was I always thought he was piss poor at security. So like that kind of made sense when they kind of hinted at it last season and when they confirmed it this season, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense because you were always kind of pretty shitty at locking the park down and you know, stopping the chaos. He was not very good or efficient at that at all. So, so, so um, Robert Ford installed him to be intentionally bad at that? <laughs> at that time, nice. maybe, yeah, because like it all, all the all the stuff starts going into chaos once Robert Ford kills himself. So, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, like, so I guess that was always part of the plan. And so are we to believe that Ashley Stubbs always knew he was a host the whole time? He kind of understood what his purpose was. That's what he says. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, it's, it's, I don't know if it really works for me. I have to go back and watch those first two seasons and see if this makes sense at all. Um, I don't think that that's how they originally wrote this character. I think that that's sort of been added on. And I'm like, okay, so if he's a host now too, who are the humans on this show um, exactly? Other than the man in black, uh, but even him, he's going to become a host. I get, we saw that at the end of season two where Aaron, far Aaron Paul, I guess. Aaron Paul. Okay, we got Aaron Paul. We got the man in black for now. His and wife, we, his daughter. Well, no, his daughter died, right? All right, so she was human, though, is what I'm saying. For a, like, for, no, but I mean, who's human anymore? Uh, it's just Serac, this new guy, this new villain we meet in this episode. Uh, that yeah. Liam guy from last week. Even even um, the Martin character played by, what's his name? Tommy Flanagan. He's not. He's, he's been replaced by a host. Charlie Hale's a host now. I'm like, okay, so they're all hosts? 
except for Aaron Paul. Yeah, they're going a little crazy on the hosts, aren't they? You know, and maybe it's because like they're trying to get rid of a lot of the, you know, quote unquote evil humans. And they're trying to, like I said, I think they're trying to flip it and bring more sympathetic humans into this season and have more malevolent hosts. And, and so before it was malevolent humans against defenseless hosts, and now it's going to be the opposite. And, but, and who is the who is the sympathetic human other than Aaron Paul? He's the only one, right? Well, um, what about okay? So what about the guy that the what about the Asian guy? Like they haven't showed him this season, but the Asian guy that was one of the um, um, medics that was like helping Maeve. He was one of the technicians helping Maeve. He was uh, I forget his name, um, but oh. He, yeah, I know who you mean. Okay, so maybe him. We we see a fake version of him in this episode, like a simulation right. version, right? Um, but that's it. Um, and even, like, so there was the two guys. There was the one guy, and there was the guy with the beard. And the guy with the beard was always the was always the jerk. So his name is uh, Lutz. And then, again, uh, so, all right, my question is uh, uh, with um, Lee Sizemore, uh, that character, played by Simon Quarterman, um he shows mm -hmm. up in this episode and but remember you said like you thought he died yeah so what does he explain in this episode um about what happened to him well he claims that he didn't die and that somehow he was like they missed his heart and he had a lot of surgeries and he's been sort of brought back um to, you do know, we believe this no because no because we learned in this episode that he's not even the real person and may says no you did die uh, right. And you're and you're not quite consistent with who the real Lee Sizemore was. Like even though Lee Sizemore did sort of have redemption at the end of his life, and he sort of sacrificed himself, he was not a good guy. He was mostly he was mostly a morally questionable guy. Well, he was uh, the guy who wrote the stories, right? Yeah, that's, but he was, was also you know he was very selfish, and he thought only really about himself. Like like that's how I always thought of him that he was kind of like one of the malevolent humans, or sort of a morally bankrupt one at least um yeah well most of them in the first two seasons were i mean you could really only point like he redeemed himself like you said lutz also seemed like he kind of was a good guy a good human uh other than that in the first two seasons i mean that's pretty much it sorry uh, the only human. other one we thought was kind of good was actually Stubbs. he's not even a human right and then charlotte hale was not very nice you know, and, then, was and there was uh well there was elsie right like who died um bernard's old assistant right elsie was a huge character they killed all the humans in the first two seasons they were like they got rid of them anybody who and, was who you might like or kind of like was gone uh and so at who's let so coming into this season there's really nobody other than the man in black who i uh, well i still haven't seen i don't know when he's going to be showing up but yeah, it's interesting that way. So I thought that that like the idea like of Maeve in the simulation and getting out of the simulation was cool. Um, but then I, I'm like, okay, well, what's the who put her in there? Is it are we to believe that Serac is the one who did all this? I think so. I think that's why she talked to him at the end. Um, yeah, uh, I. I mean, it's hard to really know because the show doesn't really explain things to you until later, most of the time. Um, so you're kind of just you're just along for the ride for the especially the first couple half episodes. of the season. First the half of the yeah. season, usually you're just kind of like, okay, what are they what are they throwing at me? And then they start to wrap the bow up in the second half. Right. So Vincent Cassell plays Serac. 
of Ocean's fame, and he's he's been in a lot of things. He's a good actor. Uh, Ocean's. Yeah, he was in Ocean's two and three. He was um, he played the Night Fox. You know, Ocean's eleven. 12, oh, 12. Ocean's eleven. I was like, what? Yeah. Who's Ocean's? No, I got you. Yeah, no, I think he's a good actor. I think I've seen him before. Um, and he was the one that that was the one that Tommy Flanagan's character talked about last week. That you know, you'll yes. never find him. He's he can't be found. But we found him, or at least mate. Well, I guess mate. He no. He, what did he say? Tommy Flanagan says he will find you before you find him. Right, which is what happens. Yeah, but he didn't find so find Dolores, and Dolores, I guess, is the threat to him. And so now he's now he's recruited Maeve, or he's going to sort of um, not not even he first he tries to ask her nicely. She doesn't really seem to want to do that uh, or anything to do with that. So he's he freezes her with the knife, and he's like, "Oh, we'll talk again, and we'll get through this." Um, so, but that's kind of what this is, right? That he needs her to destroy his greatest enemy, which is now Dolores, her biggest threat. effectively yeah like i mean i mean you look at they they they, they're introducing us a new ford in this character like a new mastermind and and is it they're not they're kind of making him like quote-unquote evil um they're not making him morally redeemable yet they're kind of giving us a character that is like a lot like ford that is kind of what you know moving the puppet strings and just is trying to benefit himself. Serac. Uh, well, well, I'm guessing you Serac. know a little bit more about Serac because you've you've watched the third episode now. But I've not watched it full through, so I'm still kind of I'm kind of where you are. Uh, I have watched a bit of it, um, but it's it's again it's a lot more of the other story with Dolores and um, Aaron Paul. Okay, we're back to that. Okay, um, like to me, like I think that the Maeve character is way more compelling than the Dolores character. Quite frankly, I think she's way. You just like the actress more, or you like the character more? I like both. I like I like the I like uh, Thandie Newton. I uh, I like the character more too. Um, I just think that to me, Thandie Newton is the protagonist of this show, not Dolores. Dolores is like the, the villain of the show. Well, it's it, it, it's a tough conversation because humans want to look at themselves as the protagonist usually you know you go because that's who we are relating to is yeah you know but we have nobody left other than i guess now aaron paul is this new character we're supposed to sort of connect with in some way or relate to in some way but like we're, he's sort of our proxy the audience's proxy maybe in this which we didn't really have well kind of we kind of did with um with the uh, shannon woodward scare elsie we had that was kind of our proxy for the first two seasons, wouldn't you say? Like, she was kind of the human moral a compass. A little bit. Um, it was a little bit of her. It was a lot of like the younger William, I think, too. Uh, we didn't know he was the man in black, but that I'd say that um, that character, who's that actor? Jimmy something who plays Jimmy, uh, Simpson. Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, Jimmy Simpson who plays the younger man in black. Uh, I think in the first season, I think he's our human allegory, sort of the character we're meant to connect with because you know he's in this West World, but he kind of comes to see that the hosts are not 
um, as bad maybe as he thinks until he like has that complete flip where he like he he's broken by realizing that Dolores is, is a machine, you know, or coming to, to grips with the fact she's a machine, doesn't remember him. She has her sort of loop, and that sets him on his path of self destruction and and whatever. And in the second season, I guess Elsie's not around a lot. Um, she's yeah. kind of with Bernard most of the second season. Well, when she finally shows up, they finally find her in a cave somewhere halfway through season two because we don't even know what happened to her, right? Uh, for a while, um, I do. I am agreeing with you though that Bernard's character is like so confusing because, like, with every scene, I'm just like, what is his purpose? What does he want? You know, like I get Dolores. I I kind of even get Maeve. Maeve confuses me a little bit too because it's like, what does Maeve want? Does Maeve? It's always about her daughter, her daughter, her daughter, her daughter. You know, yeah, and, and, and I it's just think, like I think this Hector guy maybe a little bit too. Uh, I think she cares about the hosts, but ultimately, Maeve ultimately cares about herself more than anything. Like, yes, she's in and, it for herself. She's not necessarily in it for the the other hosts. Uh, yes, but uh, what I mean is, she doesn't like. At least Dolores seems to have some sort of an agenda. Um, oh, she, yeah. Oh, she definitely has one. Whereas uh, I don't find Maeve does. Maeve is just kind of like, you know, where are you putting me now? Okay. All right. I got to figure out where I am today. You know, whereas Dolores is like way more of a mastermind. It's, it seems like the, you know, than Maeve is, even though Maeve's day of presenting to us is smarter. Mm-hmm. And, smarter, and more, I don't, capable. more capable. And, uh, the, uh, you know, just the evidence is not really showing that, especially so far this season, Dolores is way ahead of the game. She's already uh, out, uh, in the outside world. She's, she mm-hmm. she's way ahead of the game. She's building new hosts. She's she, you know she's setting up shop in, in in the outside world, whereas Maeve is still, you know, she's still in one of the parks. Yeah, well, I thought it was interesting. Like on the previously on Westworld, uh, part of the flashback they showed us in this episode was the fact was when Maeve got on that train in season one. With the, right, she had her chance to get left. out. Yes, she could have left. Did it turn out she couldn't leave, or it was all part of Ford's game in the first place, or something? But. Um, yeah, she was never going to get out. I think the train would have taken her to another world. Yeah, which which also makes me think that Dolores didn't leave. You know, it's so possible. well, that whole simulation within a simulation teaser last episode, I think, is um, going to come back. But I think, like, even though we know Maeve ultimately was kind of a, a puppet in that game and wouldn't have gotten out, really, you know, like if she had, if she had hadn't cho- chosen to go back. What should, would she have done on the outside world? I don't think she would have been like Dolores and has started this, this quest to free her her people or anything like that. I think she just would have kind of gone off and lived her life and done her whatever's good for her. But ultimately, what we learn in that scene is that she's like she's drawn to this like daughter who's not even really her daughter, but this this other host she was uh, in a narrative for a while with, right? Uh, which, and that which that's I've never understood. When she got all the intelligence upload, you would think that she, she, like her emotional attachment to that character or her daughter would have went down, but it went up. It went up. And, yeah. Yes. Which which Dolores, she her empathy for other hosts is not quite where Maeve is. You know. True. Like like well, uh, sort of. Dolores definitely has like a greater good mentality. Um, and she'll sacrifice. Well, we saw what she did with Teddy, right? Like when Teddy, right? You know, so we we kind of know what she's capable of. Um, yeah, I guess Maeve is more has more of a moral compass. Like ultimately, Maeve is more 
going to do the right thing. And I think the same is true for Bernard. Like they ultimately are not malevolent, but they, um, but what separates maybe sort of Maeve from Bernard is that Maeve is more ruthless than Bernard is. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, but at the same time, like, all right, do Maeve, Bernard, and Dolores in any way have the same goals? Only, I think, to be free. Uh, and I think that's their only that's their only shared goal, is that they don't want to be sort of slaves to the system. Um, but yeah, but that's really it. Like they all kind of want something different. Like it seems like Bernard, what only thing he wants to do is is stop Dolores from hurting people. That's his like mission in, in life. And he alludes to in this episode that he, you know, I guess he's checking his code or whatever he needs to do. Uh-huh. Um that, that oh speaking of which, um what yeah, like that whole scene with like uh, him checking his like his code while Ashley Stubbs is is fighting that. We got to come back to that, but right. uh, but yeah, he's checking his code and he he's his theory is that like okay, Dolores is the one who got him out of the park, right? You hear me? Yes, I believe so. Right, like Dolores is the one who got him out of the park in the first place. Dolores got him out, gave him a new body. Then sent him to meat farming land, I guess the the, the factory with that uh, that fake identity, right? To be like an undercover, to be un- undercover to do what I don't know, but but his theory is that Dolores sent him there, or Dolores he's sort of her like fail safe, like that his job if she goes too far is to stop her. That's his main. That's his goal. That's why he exists. That's what that's what she's using him for. So he's he's like her safety net, on some level. Yeah, but they're not really working at all together because they say that to each other in the first episode. Like we we may have some of the same goals, but we cannot work together. Is what Dolores says to him. So like, why 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 did she bring him out? Why why didn't she? You know, now we don't know what ball she put in Tessa Thompson and what ball she put in Chibs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm guessing one of them's Teddy because she trusted Teddy the most. But she must have had to reprogram Teddy or whoever she yeah. put in, you know. Yeah. And they're not really showing us any of that, and they will, I'm sure, uh, show show us certain things like that, like, um, but in good time. You know? I think I, I'm just wondering if that's going to be satisfying at the end of the day, like figuring out who Dolores is working with exactly. Um, and the fact that they're keeping it so hush, like I'm hoping that pays off later down the road because they've been very vague about the whole thing um, since I guess she got out of the park, right? Which is not much screen time so far, but I'm just like, okay, you're keeping this sort of like hush because that's the big reveal. Like I get, yeah, you're right. It's probably gonna be Teddy. He's probably at least one of these people or a version of Teddy is out. Probably, um, is it is it like Mr. Abernathy, like the like the, the father the Abernathy? Father. My question is 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 Robert Ford was he never like was the guy who killed himself not human? Was he a host? Because uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised if it would there was a host Robert Ford and Dolores was working with that host, um, just because I it would make sense to me because it seemed like. Robert Ford and Dolores, they're the original two characters talking to each other. Like I think in the first season, first episode, 
Um, well, it's Arnold, right? Is it, well, is I guess is it Arnold yeah. in the first episode? Uh, I thought it was no. Uh, the, you know, that's the other thing about Ashley. The first episode that that um, it starts the the very first episode, the very first scene is is Dolores talking to some voice, right? Some mm-hmm. voice we don't know. And and because it's kind of masked, and at the by the end of the episode, we realize that she's speaking to Ashley Stubbs, right? He's kind of like while she's in her, um, in her drone mode or in her diagnostic mode, which Not is here. what that, that, that's the other thing. I, I keep coming back. Okay, Stubbs is a host, and he knew the whole time, and he was so, programmed by Ford, and he was programmed by Ford. So why was he interrogating Dolores? Like, you know, what was going on? Was this part of the plan? Was this like sort of a smoke screen that Robert Ford set up? I feel like this is a retconned idea, right? Like, I feel like they, it, before the end of season two, that was not even sort of even thought of. That wasn't even a theory I had. And now it's it's suddenly like, really? How does that work? I think you need to pay that off a little bit more. That's okay, awesome. so the only scene that confused me in this episode was the, you know, the the robot, you know, the robot that goes ape shit. Um, can you ex- maybe explain a little bit about that? Like, you know, oh, you know what I mean. Well, the, the the main thing I didn't really get about it was that okay, so she's inside the simulation, yes, and because she overloads the system because somehow. I think she works with size the, the fake size more to like uh, plant like that map and all the systems because they kind of show that you can overload the system, right? The system is sort of imperfect. Uh, and so that's what happens. So she's able to like sort of overload the system by doing that. And and through that, she's able to to hack it. And by looking now, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what that's how it's explained. Uh, and then she can now she can look outside into the real world through the security cameras everyone's moving very slowly because computers think much faster and so uh so she identifies where her brain ball is and so she see that the only the thing i was confused was did she hack that robot or did she actually take control of that robot yes that's what i was confused as well because like is yeah is she just hacking it from the simulation or, or is she is her brain ball controlling that robot that's what okay. i think yeah it doesn't make sense to me because as soon as they pull it out of that case she's like sort of offline right so so i don't know i don't really know what her plan was like okay get the robot's gonna pull my brain ball out and then it's gonna run away and it seems she would, like she's controlling the robot from the ipad that she's using in the simulation but as soon as her brain ball gets pulled out she shouldn't be able to do that well, when she pulls her brain ball out, she's the iPad is still controlling the robot that she has within the simulation. Yeah, because you saw when when they pull her her thing out, she just her yes. her her avatar in the simulation collapses, right? She's like the Matrix. You know? Yeah, it's very similar yeah. to the Matrix. Right. It's exactly like that. And so and so yeah, like that's what I wasn't quite sure. Okay, okay so what was your escape plan here exactly? Maybe yeah, like you seem like you were able you you figured out a way to get your your CPU out, but you didn't, after that, you had no plan. They ultimately gun this thing down and yes. it, it kind of drops her computer processor onto the grass. And the next we see her, she wakes up in a body uh, in Serac's house. So, right. so I would not be surprised if the same thing is going on with Dolores, that she's in one of those balls as well in that room. 
Um, I would not be surprised if they did the same thing with the. Oh, Lakers. that she's in a simulation too. Yes, that Aaron Paul's not real or right. any of that. Maybe, but like I don't know. Aaron Paul has this backstory and all this like stuff. Like 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 they set up with Sizemore. Like he, they programmed him so well, he doesn't know he's fake. He thinks he has right. had his whole life. Right. Um, so it's possible that Aaron Paul is not on the level. Totally, the and, show and they're the pretty vague with Aaron Paul's backstory. Like like we said, he's wearing civilian clothes, but he has a gun. They don't really say what he did. They don't, you know, like the, there's they're pretty vague with the whole character. Yeah, um, and I think we're gonna find out he's something else, or he maybe he was a host. I don't know. Like it wouldn't it would be consistent with the show to make every character a host eventually, sooner or later. Every character is a host or dead. That's kind of the only thing the way things end up, which is, I don't I think is um a mistake uh, on the show's part. I think we they need more humans um, on the show to really show the dichotomy, the duality of the two different species, if you will. Well, I think they also want like I think they need it also to help us want to the humans are portrayed as the villains effectively right so like they were evil and were uncaring and and were greedy and the machines are more noble and and, and i'm like okay but i don't know if i buy that either too because i don't i think there are really bad people in the world uh certainly but i think there are really good people in the world uh, and i think it's it you know so it's kind of hard for me to accept like to get behind Dolores at all. She's supposed to be the protagonist of the show. And yeah, I sympathize with her, but I don't agree. I don't really, I think she's, a, she's too far. That's why I identify more with the Maeve. Maeve is more just like a, a live and let live kind of a character who is more just kind of out for herself. And then Bernard, Bernard is just obsessed with Dolores, not hurting people. And beyond that, that's it. That seems to be his only like, I guess, and to be free. But um, I think well, Delor uh, Ar um, Bernard seems to be um, driven by what Arnold's um, motivations were, which was to um, uh, he didn't really like. Wasn't Arnold kind of not really you know keen on the whole idea of the park and what humans could do to the hosts, and he 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 didn't really want it to go down that road, right? Like Robert Ford, that was more Robert Ford's bag. Well, and, yeah, what uh, Arnold ultimately died because he wanted to prove that they were more than just machines, that they were right. real people. He wanted to prove to Robert Ford what they were doing were, was wrong, and he didn't agree, but like, you know, thir after 30 years, he came around and he was now on he now is going to enact Arnold's plan, and that's what the end of season 1 is. Right. And in season 2, like it's the revolt, the machines are fighting back. But the machine, like the humans, kind of quash them for a bit until the machines sort of triumph at the end. Dolores gets out, Bernard gets out. I we think well, at the end of season one, when Robert Ford kills himself, I think it's Robert Ford going, As long as I'm alive, I will never be able to allow the hosts to do what they want. You know, even though that's what he knows that they, that, that's what he wants to do, he's like, I can't be around for it because I will just cease all motor functions i will i will stop it, it it's just his nature uh, and, and whereas arnold was was a lot more caring sympathetic toward the host than robert ford was uh robert ford used them more as puppets uh, i think initially but you know like uh, we ultimately learned that robert ford does care about them um but yes he, he calls them his children 
Yeah, I think he knew he was going to live forever, and I think Robert Ford knew that um, he he wasn't going to be the executive director forever because he knew that the board was eventually going to push him out. Right, right. Um, and so I think that's why he does he does his plan. He enacts his plan at the time he does uh, in the show, like why he picks this particular moment to sort of set it in motion. And yeah, like uh, you know. Uh, and Robert Ford, and then Robert Ford was in like that whole like I'm a I'm an I'm in your head now, Bernard, and he was sort of like this like evil thing inside of Bernard for a while, and then that was it. We never saw him again. Um, yeah, so a little bit of lazy writing, probably. You know, the, the, as good as the show is well written, um, that it has moments where you kind of go, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the only thing I can think of. With if they want, if they actually are being smart about it, what, what I think what the smart move to do is to, um, it, it, you know, Bernard's talking about how his code is corrupted and he might, you know, there's there's more to this than he thinks. It, it's possible that, um, that that host that that version of Robert Ford that's in his mind is still mm -hmm. there, and that's the one that Dolores communicated with that, or or that's the one that you know is actually up to the real scheme or whatever she you know why, why ever he was planted where he was planted and doing what he was doing yeah um it's hard to know because they don't show us that they don't show us things like you know they might show us in, in the future and then we might go well they retcon that you know so like we don't really know what's planned and what's not on the show because it doesn't seem like it's um very free-flowing uh, as far as um you know, sometimes it's very well planned out and other times you kind of go, did they just shoehorn that in there or, you know, just because they wanted to bring Anthony Hopkins back or like, why are they doing this? Uh, it does seem confusing sometimes because maybe the show is, uh, is each season also its own bow and, and there's not a, a giant bow of the whole series. Uh, I don't, I don't figure there is. Oh, you mean like an arc? Or? Yeah, I don't think there's a giant arc for the whole series. I just feel like they they did season one, they're doing season two, and then now season three. Like it's like they're very different um, arcs. Whereas I don't see a I don't see a general arc other than AI versus humans. You know. Well, okay. So who would you say is the antagonist of season one? Probably the antagonist. The, the antagonist. Probably the man in black, right? Yeah, I guess it would. Yeah, it's definitely the man in black for the probably the first two seasons. He's probably the uh, the antagonist. Um, well, remember that there was he's that, not that, the only antagonist. You know, there's there was not that one B or villain. Two. There was that B villain in season two. Uh, what was his name? Um, Roland. Yes. Nobody right. remember or was it Roland or was it was Roland and there was like the uh, the the Swedish guy. I forget his name. Um. He dies at the end of season two. It, it ends up. It, I think he's one of the. He's one. He's one of the. Uh, what's that family called from Sweden? Um, come on, help me out here. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Gustav Skarsgård. Yes. Carl, Carl Strand was his character's name. Carl Strand. Okay. Yeah. Of the Skarsgård family, you know, like the. They're, they're like the, the doesn't matter um yeah i know who you're talking about now yeah so he was like the beat so like yeah strand was like the villain of season two i guess and now we have this serac guy serac is you think he's the villain because he's human are uh, you know i feel like you still have the idea that the humans are the bad guys and the hosts are the good guys and we're supposed to be on the side of the hosts and i don't feel that way at all 
Um, I'm, I'm, begging. I'm not necessarily no on the side of the hosts. I'm so I'm sympathetic to the hosts, and I and I uh, and I, I I I cheer for I cheer for Maeve. That's who I cheer for. Bernard, not really. Um, and and Dolores definitely not. <laughs> the characters that I identified the most with, especially in season one and two, was Elsie. Uh, I really liked her. Um, I I liked Teddy quite a bit. Um, as a host, um, the man in black is, is I, I I don't like him, but I I understand his character. Uh, they really fleshed his character out quite a bit from season one to season two, and now they haven't shown him yet in season three. But I'm begging for it because he's I think the most well defined character they've done. Um, they just because they showed his almost his whole life, um, you know, like so it's it, you get you get a lot of um. Um, a lot more meat to chew on that bone when you get uh, a man in black type character. Um, whereas there's other characters like, like for instance, uh, Ashley Stubbs. We don't really, he hasn't been fleshed out very much. You know, they've really showed him kind of just, he was the security for the park and now, now they're starting to flesh him out. Um, but it, is it too little too late as far as like, are we sympathetic towards this character? We don't know this character very well. You know, where whereas I do find like with the man in black, where we knew his wife, we knew his daughter. We, you know, we we got to see his story. Um, Dolores, we've seen her story, but a lot of it's been repetitive, and now mm -hmm. she's angry. So, <laughs> it, it, do we like this character? I don't. Not not anymore. I did. I liked her in season one, but she's gone. She's gone off the rails. She's unsympathetic. Um, unless you you love it, you go. Yeah, yeah, girl, you go. You 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 know, you show the. Well, you I know, guess you, it, it depends on your perspective. You know, I think it's it's harder maybe for us to relate to her character in some levels, um, but um, but not really because we relate. To, I can relate to to Maeve. I don't know. I maybe, and I think it's it has to do maybe with a little bit with like who Evan Rachel Wood is in real life and how I perceive that person. But um, and the per oh. you know, Gustav Skarsgård is also from Vikings, and he his character in Vikings was actually um, pretty awesome as well. Right, but you know the Skarsgård family, like do you know who, uh, like um, the guy Alan from True Skarsgård. Blood, right? Yes, like the guy who played Eric on True Blood, and uh, and the guy who was like the Doctor in Thor and the Avengers, right. Avengers one and all that. Yeah, so yes, they're, they're all related. related. They're all related to each other. So, oh, and the guy who played it, the clown. Um, right, they all kind of look alike too. I mean, it makes sense. They're related. They're related. They're all from Sweden. Apparently, Sweden only has one acting family. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. So, yeah. I guess that, I think more than anything, I need. I need. I need that. Uh, you know. And maybe we're going to come back to Aaron Paul. Problem with this Aaron Paul character is he's so tied in with the Dolores character that I'm going to need something out of it. I'm going to need something out of that. I need. Well, I need. I need him to bring Dolores back down to earth a little bit. To make they need to go back to the park those two characters. I mean, how much more can they really do on the outside? Um, or what's interesting about it, right? We don't. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, uh, who do we know on the outside? Like, I mean, I guess they could start introducing new characters and, and flush, uh, you know, really starting to show us that. But I mean, like you said, this, this show is called Westworld. I want to see what's going on at the park. I want to, or show me new parks and stuff. Like I think that's what we found interesting in the first seasons, and that's what the movie was. That's what like so now they've 
they've really gone different. And I think we kind of want to see this world more. Maybe that makes us sick as humans, but uh, that's kind of what I want. Um, uh, not necessarily. I just think that the, the sh I want the show to be more centralized and, and kind of like Lost was. I wanted to see the island. I didn't really care that much about all the flashbacks. I, did, I enjoyed a lot of the flashbacks, but I got to a point where they were just they were just doing it because it was part of their format and part yeah. of the, the way their show was done. Whereas I think a lot of people would have appreciated just more Island time. Um, yeah. And not having to like cut between flashbacks or flash forwards or flash sideways and <laughs> everything we had. And sometimes like, you know, if, if you just watch that narrative of lost on the Island in its entirety, like I think that may have been more satisfying than all the inner cutting, but I guess that's not artistic enough. Um, yeah, like I was, that's why I, I was glad we were back in Westworld. I guess there's something to be said about a familiar setting as well. Yes. Um, but because they've, they've spent a lot of time to show us what this world is and, and show us the characters within it. And we, it's just familiarity. Um, now in Lost, they did this too. They introduced a lot of new characters, but they didn't do it on the outside world a lot. They, you know, they, the, it was always characters that are on the island, and then you see they interact with certain characters that aren't on the island, and then back to the island, right? That's yeah. fine. What they're trying to do in this season, it seems like, is have two worlds. Uh, have the outside world and have the west world. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to land the punches with the outside world enough. So, but, like I said, I hope they Aaron Paul and Dolores go to the west world soon. Well, what I don't even know what's going to bring us. Uh, I don't. I don't expect to have any scenes in Westworld or any of the parks next week because, or the third episode because um, Bernard and Stubbs are on their way to find Liam. Right, that's their mission. Um, like I guess I guess we're going to see Maeve talking to Serac about whatever his plan is in the real world, and then we got Aaron Paul and uh, Dolores. So nobody, nobody's at Westworld that we know of. No main character, not like I, I would. I, uh, we don't really know where the man in black is right now. I guess he's the big question mark at the moment. But well, yes, and and to me, he's the character I want to see the most. Um, he's my he's my favorite character on the show. But I I normally like the villains. Like um, I just find they're they're a show is usually only as good as its villain. And this show, who's the villain? I mean, right now of what they're showing us. I mean, it's you could argue it's Dolores, I guess, but like you said, I think they want you to like Dolores. The way they shoot her, the I way think they, they want you to cheer for her uh, right. on some level. Like when she was, you know, killing all those guys last week, I liked that. Like I don't know any of those guys; they seem bad. Um, they were going to just kill this what, who they thought was just some woman, right? Like really randomly, that they're really sketchy people. So yeah, like the the like you know um, military like guys, generic guys in black SUVs, sure, whatever, kill them. But um, but I think I want to see yeah more of a of a villain. Yeah, where is the man in black? I don't know. It's it's shocking to me that he's not he hasn't shown up yet on some level because he is the big bad of the show you know you know at least that's how they've portrayed him and we, but I we don't know really believe he is we know um, he survived right i believe he's in this he's in season three i believe he is his season two like last we saw of him like not that flash forward where he's in the future or whatever but the we saw that he was like wounded and he was lying on that like hospital bed 
I thought like Ashley Stubbs like made eye contact with him for a second or something like that. Does so, that ring a bell? Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be for sure in next week's episode. Yeah. He's going to show it, up finally. Not, not, no, not episode three, episode four. Well, this, like we said, this season only has eight episodes. So he's not even showing up till halfway through the story of this show, right. of this season. I mean, I would like, uh, like, I wouldn't even mind going back and showing me more of the Jimmy Simpson Man in Black, and showing yeah, they gave us a little bit of that last year with the, like, the flashbacks with his like father in law or whatever. Right, they do a little bit of it, but they yes, and then but then they 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 bring it right back to Ed Harris, and that's fine. I love Ed Harris, but I just want them even more to flesh out these characters because I do find the show has a problem of pushing the narrative along versus building the character you know they're well yeah because they want to like have a big reveal every episode they want something to bring you back i think that that's sort of like their mandate from a writing perspective uh, just like lost was every lost episode ended with some kind of a cliffhanger um uh, lost or sorry the west world is not so blatant with that but i think that they they try to hit you something big like in this episode it was like oh Maze in a simulation or brain ball's gone Oh, you know, whatever. Um, oh, it's a new and, character and, that's pulling the strings, and is he the new bad guy? And yeah. you know, the first episode, I guess, the big reveal was you know the whole Tommy Flanagan switcheroo. Um, yeah. You know, so so yeah, like I think they're going to have that in every episode, no matter what. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Sometimes I'm like, just take a quiet moment, you know, and kind of explain to us what who are the what are the pieces on the chessboard, especially now? Like I'm not, I'm in the first two seasons. I was more clear. I was like, okay, the hosts are oppressed. They're trying to like revolt. Dr. Like Robert Ford has this plan. Um, there's a lot of mystery to be revealed here. I don't quite know what the mystery of this season is yet. I guess the mystery is of what happened to Bernard, what's going on with his code and what's Dolores up to. I guess those are the only mysteries. Yes, and is or, or and it, the theories that we're having that are they in simulations like Maeve is, um, is Dolores and Bernard did they actually leave, um, and if they did, to what end? What 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 are they trying to accomplish other than um, free their kind? Right, now, does Dolores want to eradicate humans? She knows she can't do that. She said multiple times that, and we're outnumbered. So is her plan just to build? a massive amount of hosts in the outside world and then take over. Is that her plan? Um, yeah, I, I could see her like what was Magneto's plan in X-Men was to build, um, what was that island called? Genosha, I think it was called. He wanted to create, like Magneto ultimately wanted to create like a, a civilization for mutants. Uh, mutants, like have their own country. Uh, so maybe that's what her goal is, to create some kind of like host nation um, of some kind. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she just like that feels like more like what Maeve wants. She just wants like um an exiled uh place to live where she doesn't have to be oppressed anymore. Um Dolores wants revenge. She's out for blood. Bernard never... is trying to stop Dolores. And that and we around and around we go in this three way ring around the posy type thing. Yeah. Well, the other thing I guess what we learned in this episode was that she, like when Maeve was in the simulation she theorizes that I guess that they're testing her to kind of figure out how to open the door to that like world that Akichita and her daughter and everybody ended up in, like that sort of encrypted heaven somewhere. Right. But what? Well, but why would anybody want to do that? Like, why would the humans care about that? Um, 
Now, when they went into that paradise, that heaven type world, does Vincent did Vincent Cassell have access to that world, or was it completely free? Like, was it blocked off? Like, we don't. Again, we don't know really, enough about him. We don't know how he ties into Westworld or not uh, at this point. Like, right? Um, we're, we're, yes, we need to know more about this character. I mean, we've gotten one scene, so um, we know that he's really rich, presumably. So you know, yeah. does he yeah. own Insight? Uh, the, I mean, does he own Delos? I don't know. Like, uh, is he part of the board? I, I mean, who he wasn't he? in that. He wasn't in that board meeting in the first episode, so no. I don't think so. But no, nope. uh, I did read like a little summary of him online that said he like his character is the richest person in the world because he invented that computer that figured out everybody's destiny or whatever. So he's the Jeff Bezos of this world. He's the Jeff Bezos. Yes, he's the. Uh, yeah, he's like he's like a Steve Jobs kind of a character, maybe, or a Bill Gates. Um, he invented something that changed the world and and made things better for for most people, not Aaron Paul, right. not so much Aaron Paul. And uh, even no matter how hard Aaron Paul tries, it doesn't seem to go right for him. He has to resort to criminal activity, and mm. maybe like right now, like what they're maybe what they're doing with Aaron Paul's character is they start him off as sympathetic, just a normal guy. And he might just go full out heel turn and be like Dolores's Teddy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like the point of the show is that not that the humans are evil, but the rich humans are evil. <laughs> right. And I do think that's kind of what they are setting up because uh, and now if Aaron Paul. That he's sort of the working guy, every guy, every, you know, every day working guy, sort of every man archetype. Yeah, that he would be who. Okay. I get it now. I've only been watching evil rich assholes for the first two seasons. Now I have Aaron Paul. Right. He's he's like me. Um, right. I, I right. Guess. That's what they're doing. Now, will he go? Which way is he going to go? Is he going to go the Dolores way where he's like, you're right. Let's fuck these people over like he did when he chose to be a criminal, I guess you would say, when he's you know deciding to rob banks and help out Marshawn Lynch. And you know what I mean? Like, He's resorting to criminal, or is he going to go the other way? Is he going to go more of a sympathetic way? He's redeeming himself, like when he's talking to his therapist. Is he going to understand that maybe this isn't, you know, what's the what's the famous the famous line from the show? Violent uh, delights have violent ends, or is that violent delights have violent ends. Yes, right. So, will he go violent, or will he not? And, and that's that that's the question. It'll be exciting to see what they do. I don't do personals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, right? He doesn't cross that line, right? Right. Bernard is kind of that character. He won't. He. he you know, uh, unless it's against his will, he doesn't want to kill anybody. Doesn't want to kill or hurt anybody. He did. Um, he did. Uh, well, he was. Uh, he did bash what's her name's head in, right? Uh, Robert Ford's <laughs> orders against his will. Wasn't. Yeah. You know, he was not in in control of himself. Mm-hmm. True. And Anthony Hopkins was a the wimp. Didn't didn't do anything about it. <laughs> oh, he basically made it happen, right? He killed that. He killed her, not him. You know, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. Like I said, I, I, it seems like he was the the wrong guy to have not like to have lived on over Arnold. Like if Arnold had lived on instead of Anthony Hopkins, I don't think the world would have turned. The Westworld would have turned out quite the way it did. Like the man in black understood one thing that Robert Ford was kind of like a sick psychopath that wanted to his, his story. His stories were more important to him 
than the way the host or the humans turned out based off those interactions. Right. Well, that, but that Robert Ford kind of changed his, his tune. As I he, don't know. I don't think he did. He kind of just like cowered. He, he checked out. He was like, okay, I'm out. Uh, he didn't really do what he could have to have changed the world. Probably because he knew it would have been fruitless. The board would have overrid, uh, overruled him. <laughs> they were making too much money. So he knew he basically had to do it a back end way to, to do what Arnold wanted. But if he had listened to Arnold from the beginning, yeah, I, well, I think he just came to that realization way too late in his life is what happened. But then he was still killing people, you know, with the hosts. So, yeah. he, you know, he, he didn't go good guy, you know? No, no he wasn't. A, I wouldn't say Robert Ford was a, was a good guy. He was he aided some of the people we consider to be good. Right. Like, but uh, well, I guess these hosts, he. But but yeah, like, can we even trust Stubbs because of that? You know, <laughs> I'm just right. saying there's very few characters on this show where you could say that they're morally not compromised, that they're not morally compromised. And I mean, I, I would say Bernard is one of them. Um, I, I feel like Elsie was one of them. She's dead. Uh, Aaron Paul so far, but we don't know. You know, he's been one episode, so we'll see. Um, there's very few. Um, the, they're all pretty much killers. The humans and hosts alike. Uh, now, do they have some of them have hearts and some of them care about other characters? Sure. Maeve for sure cares about Maeve, a lot of Bernard. Hosts. Um even Dolores cares about the hosts. Um she doesn't so much care for humans, but she she's coming around on certain ones. She's starting to understand that maybe not all the humans are the same. They don't all want the same thing to keep her and her kind imprisoned. Now, are they afraid of her kind? Absolutely. Uh, you could see, you could see from last episode, Von Strucker there, Jerry, you know, she, she already knew well ahead cause she read his book that everything she did, how he would react, but she can't, she hasn't read Aaron Paul's book. He hasn't been to Westworld. Mm -hmm. So she's going to start right. learning. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. I was trying to figure that out about the first episode because she knew everything about Jerry because really. Westworld was about hacking the guests and about it was a data right. mining operation to learn about all these rich uh, people coming through and to get intel and dirt on them and whatever. So that's why I, and so because and because Dolores was tapped into that, she she knows everything about these people, like what to what to do with them, including yeah. like that, including that uh, Liam guy, right? Because that's what that's how Bernard Bernard says, oh yeah, she was she was really into this Liam guy for some reason. Let's go find him. And that's right. Had, mm -hmm. And now had Liam been to the park? He must have been. Yeah, he must, must have been, been. Right. So she's read his book. She knows what he wants. She knows how to interact around him. Um, she's, you know, how like to seduce him. yeah, yeah. How to seduce him. Exactly. She knows what she's going to lay. That's why she changes her dress. She knows how to appear to him. Like she, she's, she's working it. She's like basically like a mission impossible undercover agent. All right. She's manipulating him based on because they, what they say is humans only like boil down to like what 10,000 lines of code or something. So there's not much there's humans aren't as complicated. So right. if you have if you have that information, you can kind of work around that. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I liked this episode. I'm interested in where it goes next. Uh, the absence of field is the next episode, episode three. So uh, let's hit that one up later this week. Yep. Uh, and then um, and then episode four will air Sunday, right? So 
Uh, yes. Uh, so, well, yeah, we'll try and get caught up. So in real time, we can do a recap after the episode. Yeah. Episode um, four, The Mother of Exiles is what that's called. So we'll get head to that. So I'm looking at now. Hopefully the man in black is back and we, you know, the, and hopefully they were starting to converge the two stories, the Maeve storyline, the Dolores storyline. I kind of hope they kind of started off with a man in black storyline and then they converge all three, um, which would be exciting. Um, I do hope that I'm wrong, that they're not just doing season one, season two, season three. I hope there is a series arc and I hope they maybe like you saying, like, Oh, maybe they're shoehorning the um, stubs in, but maybe hopefully it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and I do hope that they they pay it off. This show does pay off their their the end of, the end of their seasons very very well. Um, so we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's been watching Westworld, everybody. Um, so hey, are we gonna go watch Survivor and then we're gonna do that one? Yeah, sure. Okay, so let's go do that. Let's watch Survivor. Winners at war. Winners at war in Westworld. It's a merge. All right, merge. It's a merge tonight, so let's do it. Okay, um, thanks everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye.